All right, this is Dr. Trell Hill. Welcome to another episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. I'm really excited today to have two special guests in the house. We are here with two of my SEL specialists at Windsor High School. I'd like to have them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Diane Shaw. I'm one of the SEL specialists at the Windsor High School. My name is Milani Gutierrez, and I am the Student Support Center Coordinator, also SEL specialist here at Windsor High School. All right, so I want them to tell you a little bit more about themselves before we get into it, because I know a lot of people ask me, like, well, why did certain people get the SEL jobs and other people didn't, and what were you looking for? Because those positions were something that Dr. Hill personally handpicked everyone across the district. Diane, tell us a little bit about your background. What makes you the kind of person that I would want to be an SEL specialist at my high school? And she's shy, y'all. Okay. So my background is based off working with juvenile children. Okay. Children with a whole bunch of like ex-offenders, 18 through, I would say more 13, 18 years old. When they become young men, I try to help them out, get their life together. Where'd you do that work? I work with a company named NAFI for juvenile boys, remove them out of juvenile homes. Okay. So you, you're you used to working with kids that have had, I won't say bad kids, but they just had challenges, right? Yes. So um, that's just one example right there, right? Someone with the background. So she didn't need a handbook to start working with our kids. She already had some experience walking in the door. Thanks. Milani? And I call her Mel, so I ain't going to say Milani no more during this talk. <laughs> and I have to laugh at that. Um, I started out when I was 21 years old working in Springfield, Mass. with group homes and then the juvenile detention center. Um, from there, I went into some work with the United um, State Marshal Services, uh, did that for a long time, and then had a chance to actually come to Windsor High School um, with a former principal. And I said yes, and I started in the in-school suspension room. Did 14 years. She so. sure did. She held it down. <laughs> 14 years. Yes, and I did earn the name Miss G. And, uh, yeah, the kids, the kids were great. Um but even during that time, I started thinking, what else? What else? How to make myself grow? What I needed to do in order to change not only the position that I was in, but also create other programs for the students that I served. And that's what I think got me into the current position that I'm in as the um, Student Support Center Coordinator. And why she has like the extra long title is, and I'm very proud of her. She also went back to school not too long ago and she completed her degree and credentials in school counseling. So this is a, a woman not only with experience, but she also understands the importance of self-improvement. So when you're talking to young people uh, on any level, I believe that it's always important for them to know that you not only talk about them growing and improving, but you find ways to grow and improve. And it doesn't necessarily mean 
everyone has to go out and get degrees or certifications, but find something to do. Um, I'm not chasing any more degrees. I'm definitely done with that. But down this summer, Dr. Hill is committed to learning how to play the saxophone. So I bought a saxophone two years ago, and I'm going to have a Windsor student, or alum rather, teach me how to play it. Why? Because I want to. And I'm always trying to expand and grow. So I appreciate that she went and did that. Um, she kept me up to date on it. It's my alma mater, Westfield State, so I'm really, really proud. But she decided to do more than just sit in the in-school suspension room for the rest of her working career. But let me do something so I can give more and have more, a bigger toolbox um, of resources to give to the kids. So these are the kind of people that I have doing SEL work. So for anybody out there thinking, like, he just picked people. Like, no, this was no pull a rabbit out your hat. These are people who have the skills and the demeanor, again, the skills and the demeanor to work with our young people and help them move beyond what they see as insurmountable um, issues at this young age. So um, on any given day, what are some of the things that you guys have to deal with? And, you know, feel free, whoever, jump in. I'm not going to call nobody out. But, Diane, you're not going to sit quiet for long. Okay. Don't worry. So on any given day, what does an SEL person do? What does the Student Support Center do for kids here at Windsor? Uh, is it just a cute name in a room with two nice ladies in it? What is this? Or, you know, nice ladies and a young man. What, what is it? I'll start. Um, we started last year with helping to support the building um, with challenges that we saw. Um, we also decided that we were going to utilize our resources to teach our students how to handle challenges that arise. These students lack some skills in, in self-awareness, building relationships, uh, social awareness, and- So what's self-awareness? Because remember, like we throw terms out. Remember, we got people listening all over, and they may have never even heard of SEL. So you know, we just want to make sure we define it at least once. What is self-awareness? It sounds intuitive, but may not be. Self-awareness is basically knowing what you need, what you need to put out, how you need to put it out. Without knowing what our own needs are, we we're lost. It's if 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 I can't feel that I'm hungry, what's going to happen? You'll starve. I'll starve. Sure. So teaching example. our students to understand and 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 really think about what their needs are, it it helps to balance those classroom behaviors. Um, if a student doesn't know that he needs help in any subject, could be math, language, science, that behavior is going to have them shutting down in class. They may become angry, upset, and then they don't know how to verbalize. How can you verbalize something you don't know you need? So it's important for us to teach our students to figure out what their needs are in any given moment. I had a young lady come in this morning and she actually walked out of class. She didn't realize 
what she needed. All she knew is that she was frustrated because she didn't understand the work. So in order to help her, I'm not going to solve the problem for her. I'm going to teach her what she needs to know in order to make it right. Go back to your teacher. Go back and and tell her what it is you need. I don't understand the work. I I, I lost it. I understood it yesterday, but somehow it just disappeared. I don't understand it today. My conversation with her is, what are your resources? Teaching them what the resources are in this building. And then telling them, go utilize your resources. It alleviates that frustration. And once they know and understand that, you have a totally different student. She walked out with a smile. And that's, I think, what we do. Miss Diane, you have anything to add? Let me throw something in, Diane, before you jump. It's like, so something I learned <clears throat> many years ago, um, anger is a secondary emotion, right? So we don't think about that. So I'm, as a superintendent, I'm always thinking of the whole um, picture. So yes, I, w I happened to witness um, Mel working with this student, loved it, because she asked her a lot of questions. Uh, that's pretty much my style. I'm going to ask you questions like, what could you have done? Do you think that was the best decision? Because, and I didn't know it was called SEL years ago, but... When people are angry, and so you have a young lady leave a class angry, I started thinking about the teacher's response to that, right? So here again, where we have a lot of issues um, in our schools, and this is nationwide. So when you don't understand who you are, what you are, what you're feeling, what you need, you respond in the only way you know, right? Like babies. And think about babies, right? They can't articulate verbally what they want or need, so they cry. Yes. And then we have to figure out, like, do I change them? Are they hungry? Do they just want to be held? What's going on? Are they just crazy right now, right? Like, what's going on? So you figure out what you need. But then you have to also understand there's someone on the other side. So all teachers aren't even equipped to do that. Are they hungry? Do they need to be changed? You know, do they just want to be held? They just see, that kid walked out of my room. And they respond with, you know, the typical, it's discipline. Right. And then all it does is just fuel a fire. Because I've been teacher, vice principal, principal. So I've seen it all, right? Your kid comes down. Now I'm looking at you didn't, you know, and I'm not saying this young lady did it, but you didn't, you know, cuss the teacher out or cuss somebody out in the hallway who tried to address you because you left a class. So leaving the class because you was frustrated about not understanding a problem on the board became you either got detention now or you're suspended. Right. And that's the work of the SEO folks. It's not, so I want people to be clear. Dr. Hill is not looking at this work as something that you do to students. It's work that we need to infuse throughout our building with the young people and the teachers. Because they need to also understand, why are you responding to that kid that way? Do you respond to all kids the same way? I'm going to wink and leave that right there. Y'all know. Y'all figure that out. Because you're there to teach, but teaching doesn't mean you're going to have a room full of kids who come willing every day, you know, sitting at their desk and all their books are lined up. And this ain't Charlie Brown. Right, And you don't get the wah, wah, wah. You have to understand what's going on with each and every child in your class. And particularly, I'm thinking as this young lady is frustrated, it's May. We are less than two weeks away to the end of school. Yes. This is a time of year virtually nobody should be walking out of classes. Nobody should be frustrated at this time. That's Dr. Hill's view of education, not in May. Because mm -mm. the relationship should have already been built. Right? Teachers could have met that kid in the hallway. 
hey, you guys keep working. Come here. Let's, let's go in the hallway. What's wrong with you today? What's going on? Right. Right. So I'm looking at this work from both sides. It's not just something we're going to do to or with students, but it's something that I'm expecting our staff to engage with as well. And so I'm, I'm hoping they listen to this podcast because it's not always oh, one of those things you're going to do till we go to the next thing. As I've said to the whole district, while Dr. Hill is here, superintendent, you're going to do the same thing every day. I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like the changing weather in New England is going to keep changing. I'm consistent. I'm going to do the same thing. SEL is an absolute, absolute important piece of my vision for Windsor Public Schools. And I expect all of my students and my staff to engage with all the tenants of SEL and grow themselves. So I'm going to leave that right there. Ms. Diane, you got anything to add to this Well, piece? <clears throat> I would say self-awareness also comes with class management. Because also, when the kids come in in the morning, I feel like the classroom should be read. You have to read the room. Because if the same student keep continue coming in the classroom, acting the same, looking the same, being aggressive, there's something wrong with that child. So I feel like there are more to which should be class management and also self-awareness. That's, that's it. You know, and that's why I use my point about it's May. Mm-hmm. I don't know you in September. I'm just like, for me, in my career as a teacher, um, I always, I learned from my mentor teachers and I started my career in Virginia. Um, my classroom was set for the year no later than Halloween. And that was when it was, a, you know, a slow <laughs> group to get it, right? And they didn't all settle the five um, sessions, sections. They didn't all get it at the same time. And I would teach my students, the sooner you get how Mr. Hill runs this room and understand the norms of our room, the sooner I take my foot off the, the gas on you. And so you had, like, it could be first period. They come in. They know turning homework in this bin, pick up graded stuff this way. Problem of the morning, I do it real quick. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in after the bell rings, close the door from the hallway. Who doing the problem? Like, I ain't calling names. They up on the board knocking the problem out. Okay, who struggled with this problem last night? I mean, you know, because it's a copy of whatever was in the homework. Tell me which one you struggle with. Anybody want to come to the board and do this problem out? Let's go step by step. Did you understand this step? Yeah. Did you? I got stuck there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. James, why your head down? What's going on with you today? You all right? Right? And I worked in the inner city in South, the extreme poverty. I'm like, what's going on with you? Right? And as you get to know the kids, like, ah, nothing. It's always nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, okay. So I say, it's something. So, but I'm going to leave you alone right now so we could get school going. But um, do you need to go to the bathroom, see the nurse, you know, see a counselor, any, anybody you want to see? Nope. I'm paying attention, Mr. Hill. Okay. And you can pay attention with your head down. But what I did was I checked in with him so he knew, yo, my teacher knows something's up with me. He cares. Sometimes that was all that was needed. Right. And he lay there, I see his big head and his eyes, and he looking at the board. <laughs> well, I need sit up straight. Like, I don't need to do all that. So some of the things that we do in classes that are archaic shouldn't be part of reading the room, as Diane said, right? It's it's archaic. Sit up straight. Why are you not there? I had kids who would sit on the heater by the window. I bought a little $10 rug from Home Quarters in Virginia because I had a lot of money. And... I'm like, we're going to act like we in an Asian household. Yeah, I was stereotyping. They took their shoes off, holy mm-hmm. socks and all. We ain't laughing at people for that. 
and they could sit on the rug if that's what they wanted to do. Some kids just wanted to lay on the rug and look up at the board. I didn't care. Right. I just needed you to be engaged. Right. And so I struggle as an administrator, and I did, even when I was here in the high school, the teachers like, I sent them off for what? They wouldn't sit in their seat. And I bring stuff on adults all the time. When I'm having a faculty meeting, mm-hmm. when I was a building administrator, as a, the district, I'm the CEO of the district, and when I talk in the auditorium, I can see people get up and walk out and go to the bathroom. I can see people on their phones. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. Not as many people walk out when I'm talking. Like, I used to see them walk out on folks because I, I will call you out. In the auditorium, yes, all 800 employees, you will be shut down quick. Because mm. if you're going to disrespect me, but then you're going to want us to do something to a kid, that's I got a problem with that. Right. So I know sometimes teachers don't like hearing that, but it's it's I'm not making you equal to a child. I'm not. But I am making you understand that there has to be a level of respect that's reciprocal between the two of you. And if you can't demonstrate it to someone who's in authority over you and signs your check, then I don't know what you're doing to my kid in the classroom. Right. Right. And so even as I look around the room, we're in a nice room. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's calm. The chairs are all cool. Like I could just sit in here and read a book or listen to some jazz. But I'm looking at a sign or, or a poster on the wall and it has a it's a word splash. So there are like probably about 20, 20 words. And it says, you could have said, and it shows 20 different words, and and you chose to use, you know, B-I-T-C-H. I like that. Explain to me, like, not that poster per se, but the purpose of things like that. Throughout the day, we have challenges with students not being able to verbalize what they want to say. And, it, and, and adults, too. Um, and when you don't know what you want to say, you go to a go-to word. And that word may be B-I-T-C-H. You, I mean, you could have said boss. Mm-hmm. You could have said strong. You could have said there's a whole bunch of different words that you could have used, but you chose to go there. Mm-hmm. And it... it th- I think the students don't see that that word is demeaning within itself, even when you're trying to make it a positive word. It's demeaning because none of us are female dogs. None of us are female dogs in heat. Um, And we need to teach our children that. It's the same with the Mm N-I-G-G-A. They don't understand how demeaning that word is. So it's all about teaching them. You know, you you talk about brotherhood. Use the word my brother mm-hmm. instead of that word. And I don't believe in reclaiming anything. It was derogatory when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's still derogatory for me as an adult. I don't care how you switch it up. It's a derogatory word. So with that sign, with students seeing and that, that I found, actually. I found that sign um, in the trash, actually, as people were cleaning up for the summer. And I removed it, and I looked at it, and I said, you know what? This is wonderful. Why would somebody throw this out? One person's trash is another person's treasure. Treasure. So I picked it up, and it stays on the wall because I want the students to see that. You could choose a whole bunch of other words. You don't have to go there. 
So I like that. So Diane, because you've been quiet enough, and I'm gonna pull you back in. So I like because I've heard uh, Mel say the word choose a lot, and a lot of issues that students deal with. Um, as I said earlier, they come from their choices, mm-hmm. right? The choices you make. And as a vice principal and a principal, I would tell, even as a superintendent, when I have to expel a student, I mean, they're at the end, and that's the like the most powerful discipline they can receive in a school district. And I'm like, so when you made that decision or that choice to do that, to bring the knife, I, I always say, what do you think was the best possible outcome? And a lot of times the parents and the students just look at me like, because I want to know, I, I have the power to remove you from the school. That, that's going to happen. But I, but I need you to learn a lesson too. Right. So what, what was the best possible outcome when you decided to get that knife? So I'm just giving you that example that I had. So what, what, give me an example of some situation you've dealt with students around choice. Off campus, she's such a very angry student. If you say, oh, you're blue, you're red, she's ready to fight. But going back, her background, Ms. G and I used to sit down and said, what's going on? I just don't know. Me and my mom fight. That's all I know, fight. So I said, baby, you don't need to fight. You might want to seek some help. You need to talk to someone. So, you know, I talked to counseling. We set up, you know, something out of school. And she got some help. So every time she's ready to get into an altercation, she'll run to the SSC and said, Miss Diane, I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble. Just can I sit here for a minute? Because she's suffering from a lot of trauma. And a previous AP saw that and she said, can you just be there for this student for the rest of the year till she graduated? So I was her support for the rest of the year till she graduated. I followed her through. She gonna make me just sit here and cry and go to sleep and cry again. That's what I'm talking about. So the SEO work that we do, it's, it's not some sticker. It's not, you know, you sitting there clapping like T-ball. Um, it's real situations, and there are all kinds of situations. So, yes, students come to school. They're supposed to be here ready to learn and, you know, engage the lessons in the day. But they also bring them themselves to school. And so just like adults, right, I know I, I am a product of the 80s, you know, coming into adulthood in the 80s. And um, as a business major and uh, first doing, working in business, you were, you know, besides the dress code, you know, blue blazer and all that, you were taught to leave your personal life at the door when you came to work. And I operated like that for a long time, but I'm glad the world is changing. That's not real, right? You can't ever leave. Like, it's like saying, take off half of who you are and put it somewhere until the end of the day. We, we don't come to work or school half a bean. Students don't come to school that way. Teachers don't come that way. We bring our whole selves. We bring all the issues. We bring the argument at the breakfast table in the house. We bring the argument on the bus. We bring um, the traumatic event the night before, the car crash, the parent with the DUI, you know, a dying relative or a relative being harmed. 
whatever it is that happens in your life, because life brings what it brings. And we bring all of that to school. And so, you know, these ladies are just two of the people I have, you know, in this high school, but also across the district, because that's something for a long time that was not addressed. And again, it would always fall to discipline. I'm, I, yesterday I heard a story um, on radio about police officers addressing uh, a man in Hartford who had a machete, right? And I've seen that a lot of times growing up. Like, it never ended well, but I've seen it. And I love the fact that these particular police officers in this instance realized they were dealing with someone with mental health issues. Mm. And they took their time to de-escalate, and he didn't get shot, and he didn't get beat up. And I was like, yes. So that's the kind of stuff that these ladies are working on early here in school. So, you know, and think about it. These students are going to go off and not be the machete holder. I expect them to be the police officer, the, uh, the counselor, the judge, you know, the lawyer, the doctor, the teacher, whomever. And they will recognize when someone is not aware of themselves in that given moment. And they will be able to offer something that they've learned from Diane or Mel uh, or anyone else in our, in our SEL department, uh, Mr. Fleet, Fleeting. And so they can take those skills. So these aren't skills, guys, that you're just learning to get by school because school's going to end. I was thinking this morning as I was doing my workout, in two weeks, it's over for a whole bunch of seniors at Windsor High School and around the country. Mm-hmm. They are going to enter adulthood. Once they get handed that diploma on stage, it'll be the clapping, cheering, and everything. But society says you are now a full adult. That's right. And you're going to deal with all the things that the adultness brings. And I laugh when my daughter taught me that term years ago, adult teen. It means you get, it's like going to the beach and putting one foot in the water and then running back. We don't get to do adult teen. You an adult or a kid. And so I would prefer and I respect that we're sending young people out in this world to begin their adult journey with some skills that a lot of adults don't even have. So we'll get past the somber stuff, liven <laughs> it up a bit, right? So we are about to hit the summer, as I said, and we got some new folks coming over, new folks being the young people coming from the middle school. And one of the things that's, you know, part of every community is that rites of passage, right? I always tell, I laugh, right? When I speak to middle schoolers finishing up eighth grade, I do my little speech. But the one thing I will say every single year, you was big time at the middle school. You was an eighth grader. You was somebody, you is about to be at the bottom of the totem pole immediately. So how are you going to deal with that? Because you ain't big time anymore. You about to be a freshman. And we ain't doing all the stuff that used to be done when I was in high school, when they send you to the fourth floor in a three-story building, and you spend a whole class period looking for that staircase and, you know, like put you in a locker that can hold you and your friend. So we don't do none of that stuff because our students here are way better than we were growing up because we've now, we've been refined. So, but there's a program that's, you know, we always had some kind of transition program in the summer, but I understand that, you know, things are being revamped by these ladies here. So I want them to talk a little bit about 
um, their program. And I believe it's called Fresh Start. It is called Fresh Start, and okay. I have a big goofy smile on my face, which y'all can't see, <laughs> but it's there because this program is going to rock this summer. We already have about 40 kids signed up, and I am pushing for all of them to sign up. Y'all hear that Fresh Start? Sign up. Middle school parents of eighth graders, they need to do this because don't come up in here in September talk about, I'm trying to find the yellow hallway. Yeah. Hint. <laughs> It's the one with the yellow tiles on the floor. I'm just saying, every year kids get confused. We're the blue hallway. And I would look at them holding my coffee with my lip hanging. Some of y'all know what that means. And I would look at the flow, and I'd be like, do you see the blue tiles? Yeah. Do they look like they go up the hallway? Yeah. So this would probably be the blue hallway. That's all I'm saying. So Ms. Mel going to help y'all with that, with the blue hallway and the yellow hallway and the orange hallway, but some other stuff besides the hallway. So... The reason why, there were a lot of questions about why we called it Fresh Start. And we did not call it Fresh Start to do a disservice to Sage Park. We called it Fresh Start to say that our students are starting high school as freshmen. So fresh that's where the fresh came from. And they're starting anew. So this is a brand new time for them. And there are some things that they are going to need. And some of those things um, are help with the anxiety surrounding exactly what you said, being at the bottom of the pit now. There's a lot of anxiety that students have. I mean, when I was going to high school, I, I got skipped from the seventh to the ninth grade. And that was a lot of pressure. I was 12 with looking at grown people. That's how I saw it. And I was scared. And and I played football. We ain't skipping nobody here, so you ain't gonna worry about that. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna do every year up in here. Um, but the challenges that they that lie, you know, with that transition is anxiety, a, a lot of high anxiety, and we're trying to you know, alleviate some of that. So we are going to have the students trying their lockers. We're going to have them doing some team building so that they can work out all the relationship kinks. Um, this year, the data showed that a lot of the freshmen struggled in this building. And so I'll just add in for Mel's sake, as I, as I said earlier, this is 31 years in this field for me, but that that is the norm around the country. Yes. Year after year after year. So for, for a lot of reasons, right? But it's, it, you're going from freshmen in college struggle. Yes. Um, less, you know, just about 50% of freshmen, just so y'all know, just about 50% of freshmen in college don't return for a second year. So it's, it's, it's really tough to go because you're going from a place of being known, uh, being quote unquote somebody. And here in Windsor, it's funny, right? Like how it changes so much in the pressure they feel because they are literally crossing the street. Like our high school, we had to take buses downtown, go somewhere else. Like you were coming, people were coming from, it was five high schools. Right. You know, so people were coming from all over the city, all the junior highs. And so it's like, now I'm going to meet people I never saw before. Uh, you you crossing the street here in Windsor. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Dr. Hill. Like I'm taking SEL classes too, guys. I'm trying to learn because you just crossing the street. I don't get it. But but the anxiety is real, right? And the problems are real. And that's why 
I got Di and Mel here because y'all wouldn't want me because I would look down at the flow and be like I did every year here for seven years. It's blue. <laughs> you in the blue hallway. If the color changes, it's going to be that hallway when you see a different color. As <laughs> long as you know your primary colors and I know how you came out of our preschool program, so you should be good. But I'll stop now. Okay. Our other focus is academic achievement. So we want to continue the trend that Sage Park and the elementary school started and have our children uh, competing academically um, and, you know, helping them to figure themselves out. Teenage years are hard. They're difficult. So we're trying to work some of those kinks out for them before they actually get here. Um, there are three sessions that we will that we will have um and your children can attend any any session that is convenient i would love to have them for all sessions how long are these sessions the sessions are four days, four days um okay. eight, how many how long each day eight to two thirty okay um and of course we'll have a morning session and an afternoon session but in order to get the full experience I'm, I'm suggesting that your children sign up for as many sessions as they possibly can. Uh, we are going to have them doing amazing things. We're going to have some fun, some volleyball, some dodgeball, some of everything, basketball, football. Um, we're going to have parties, and every day is going to be like a pep rally. Is this um, what school is this? Yes, no, this is this Windsor. Is, where the school part? I got to be the parent. Is, so, where the school part? So each day, I want to they think of high school is a volleyball party every day. That ain't high school, y'all. You got to earn credits so you can get up out of here in four years. So the SEL, we have SEL class every day. Every day, the students are, are focusing on their SEL skills. Um, they will also be doing some really good team building so that all of them get to know each other yes. and to build relationships. Yes. Um, and this in itself, once students figure out that they're all going to be okay, they have the tendency to just settle down. Um, or that they all lost in the same blue hallway. That's I'm right. Just that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be doing some um, SEL goals as well. We'll be setting goals for our students so that every you know, and following them, this this isn't just a summer program. This is going to continue throughout the entire year. We have SEL, um, FSL leaders. Those are Fresh Start leaders. These are our soon-to-be juniors and seniors that are going to actually work with your students. Right. They will be mentors for them. Um, the students will be able to, they'll have somebody in the building that they can go to other than just teachers or the SEL staff. Um, these are I kids think, that are close in, in age. I, in, in all seriousness, I think that's cool that you're using upperclassmen. Yes. Um, you know, again, people are better today than they were when we went to school. So the upper, having an upperclassman will help them have a level of comfort, right? Because they'll know that one. Yes. Right? Versus when they walk by these kids, who, who will to many of these freshmen look like, <coughs> excuse me, giants. Yes. But they'll they'll know one of those giants. They will. Right? By stature or by standing, right, in yes. the building. So that's cool. But let me also ask, 
are we going to have any sessions on um, – because here's something that I think is missing in a lot of bridge programs, and maybe you already have it planned you just haven't said it because I'm interrupting you. Like like basic skills needed in school, like note-taking. Oh, yes. Um, understanding – and having them understand how these are the required courses you need to take. These are the credits that you need. Because in my experience, um, not only working here at Windsor High, but – you know, as a high school teacher, administrator um, in Virginia and Hartford and here in Windsor and Windsor Locks, students come from the middle school truly don't understand what graduation getting to that moment entails. Right. Right. Because just telling parents everything you've done up through eighth grade is not a permanent record. Absolutely. I know y'all don't really know that, but it's not. Your high school transcript is a permanent record. And that record, depending on the bylaws of your town or locale, are 25 years to 100 years. So you are now about to create a snapshot of yourself for 25 years after graduation up to 100 years, depending on where you live. That's a story that you want people to look at and you want them to actually see something good about you. So I, I just want to make sure we're going to help students and not, it's pressure because everything can't be easy, but then understand like you don't have the opportunity to just keep playing and not pass a class. That's right. Right. Built into this program, we are going to have teachers coming in. Thank you. We are Thank going you. to have police officers coming in. We are going to have, and, and they'll be working with students on, on team building, not police work, but team building. Yeah, because we, we, we're not a police substation. So That's don't worry right. about that, parents. So we, mm -hmm. we, nope, you don't have to worry about that. They're going to come in and they're going to do some team building and fun activities with our students. Um, we also have the Kiwanis Club coming in. Um, we may have the Lions Club. I haven't heard back from them yet, but all of these different entities are coming in to help our students acclimate to the high school. Um, getting, getting back to the teachers, they, they will be coming in and also the um, school counselors. So we'll have that built into the program okay. where they come in and work with the kids and you know get them ready. That is our goal is to get them absolutely ready for high school. Okay. And I'm glad that you said that they understand that this is not just a summer um, event, but they'll have time to, or the opportunity to stay connected to you guys throughout their time. Right. Um, it harkens me back, speaking of my Westfield State, and yes, I'm plugging my school. Why? Because I can. Um, <laughs> our urban ed program, oh, right? Wow. It's like, I think at this point, it's almost 55 years old. That's right. It's a bridge program, right? And it, it's for students who may have struggled in high school and need the extra support coming into college and students who haven't struggled. But the one thing I love about it is that it builds um, a camaraderie and gives students over the summer uh, a network of classmates and staff members. So when they're on this campus and there are over 5,000 students on the campus, when they get to the fall and the full flow of college is happening, they have this office they can go to with a cadre of folks who are there for them. Yes. And they already have some friends um, that they've made over the six-week program in the summer. So I like that. Even though the kids, I'm still going to clown crossing the street. Um, <laughs> they're going to meet some people, and they're going to meet some adults here that they didn't know who are 
here specifically for their good. All of my adults should be here for their good, but you know, specifically in this office, the Student Support Center, um, those folks are there for them, and they're going to meet some upperclassmen uh, who are mature enough and have leadership skills within themselves and are willing to help them also navigate uh, the transition to high school. So um, that sounds cool. We're going to wrap it up now. Um, so I want to thank my guests, Ms. Diane, Ms. Mel. Thank you, ladies. You have something to add? Yes, we just want to oh, let you guys there. know that it's free. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she did a Flavor Flay move. Free. It sure okay. is. So it's it's... Well, it's it's free to y'all because Dr. Hill is footing the bill, but okay, it's free, right? It's, but ain't gonna be no government cheese at this program this summer. So, but I want to thank Miss um, Diane and Miss Mel for joining me today and sharing all the positive things that are happening here at Windsor High School and our student support center with our SEL specialists. Um, so, parents, you know, it's there's no excuse for your student to not be successful here at Windsor High School. Um, we have the people in place. Uh, you heard from just two of them today. They're here for your child, um, but it, it's on you and your child to, to seek out these supports. And I'm not saying something for Windsor High that's not happening in society. If you intend to send your kid off to college, I can tell you haven't been a college professor since 1996 and working in summer programs um, since 96. Students, we can have all the programs we want on campuses, but you're going to have to seek out the support. The supports are there. They're there on college campuses, but they are here at our high school campus. And we want to see your child successful. So if you haven't signed up for Fresh Start, please do so. Um, the, the year is coming to an end quickly. I will also plug Fresh Start as well when I do the eighth grade uh, promotion ceremonies. Uh, I'm trying not to laugh and be like, y'all about to cross the street, but it's all good because they my kids, all of them my kids. Again, ladies, thank you for joining me on Chat and Chill with Super Hill. And for my listening public, again, this is Windsor. We're doing big things. And if you didn't know, now you know.